Today with Sarah McInerney. Now, pointing the finger is easy. Looking elsewhere to attribute blame to someone else or something else. It's a type of behaviour we have seen more and more of throughout the pandemic. But why do we do it and are we right to do it? Well, to explain this further, I'm joined by Professor Pete Lunn, who is head of the Behavioural Research Unit at the ESRI. Thank you very much for joining us this morning, Pete. Um, I know that a recent survey you were putting together on people's behaviour around COVID-19, you included two questions that have given you quite an insight into blame. Uh, yeah, morning, Sarah. We did indeed. Yeah. So we were interested in this because we had been picking up, and by we here, I mean the behavioral change subgroup of NEFIT. So I sit on one of the advisory subgroups to NEFIT. And we'd been hearing from GPs that there was quite a lot of reluctance among some people, particularly younger people, to get tested or worry about the results of being tested because they were worried that people would blame them, that people would you know, say that this had clearly suggested that their behavior hadn't been up to scratch and this was some kind of judgment on them. So having heard that anecdotally, we added a couple of questions to a, a study that we were doing anyway. We've, we've got a study coming out in a week or two, which is all about public understanding of the test and trace system. So we added some questions to that. And you're absolutely right. There are a couple of them that are interesting. Um, one, we essentially asked a representative sample of the general public, if somebody tests positive, um, is this because they've been reckless or careless? And we were quite surprised, actually, because the result that comes back from that is that actually just over 70% of the public think the answer to that question is, yeah, it's likely that they have been reckless or careless. Mm. Now, that's quite a high number, we think. And I think it's really important to understand something here. Um, This is one of these examples where two things that first appear to be contradictory are actually not and can be true. So it is true that our behavior makes a really big difference to our risk of catching the disease. And that's why we all have to you know, look after ourselves, look after others. We have to do the things that we've been asked to do in order to reduce transmission of this disease. But it also remains the case that overwhelmingly, whether you catch this disease or not, is going to depend on how lucky or unlucky you are and who you have contact with. <laughs> because it's a small number of people who've got it. But if you're unlucky enough to have contact with it and it gets transmitted, then you're going to get it. So We think it's very interesting that people have absorbed those messages, but they've absorbed them perhaps too much in the sense of saying, well, look, if you do catch the disease, it must mean you've been reckless rather than just this lowers your risk of getting unlucky, which is what's happening to a lot of people who catch the the disease. They're in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, and I suppose, um, and I completely understand what you're saying, that a lot of people who catch it are in the wrong place at the wrong time, but some people aren't. They're in the wrong place because they decided to go to the wrong place. You know, they went against government advice and travelled to a hotspot area because they thought, you know, I I will. I, it's 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 because I wanted to. Um, is it not okay to blame them, point the finger at them for being reckless? Well, uh, of course. So th- this becomes difficult. It's a combination of the things. I mean, some people who pick up the disease will just have been completely unlucky and will have you know been following the guidelines and doing everything they could to reduce their risk, and they've just been really unlucky. There is nothing you can do to one hundred percent insulate yourself from this disease. That's the nature of it. What we found interesting was the degree to which though the if more than 70% think if someone tests positive, it's because they've been reckless or careless. I think there's a balance there that we have to question. I mean, it remains mm. the case that overwhelmingly, this is about being unfortunate enough to be in contact with some somebody. And you can lower your risk by how you behave. And not only that, you lower the risk for everybody by how you behave. So we don't want that message to be diluted. It's really important. But it still remains the case that there are people who catch this disease through absolutely no fault of their own. Now, the danger here, of course, is then that that moves to some kind of blaming thing that has an impact on their behavior. Mm. So when we ask people explicitly, not just does it mean people have been a bit reckless or careless, but do they have themselves to blame for testing positive? Again, we find it's a minority that say no. 
you know, there's a substantial number of kind of half and half on that question. And then there are minorities who say, no, they wouldn't be to blame or yes, they are to blame. And it's, it's quite troubling, sorry, we think, I'm, that I'm just, it's only um, a minority. Yeah, sorry, I'm just not entirely clear on, on, on that finding, Pete. Is it that when you ask people who have caught the disease, whether they find they think they're to blame themselves? Or no, is- if we ask, if, no, if we ask people, if we ask members of the general public, is somebody to blame for testing positive? So that's different from saying, have they been reckless or careless? It's saying, are they to blame? Um, for catching the disease, for testing positive. And, and there we find it's only a minority who are saying no. Okay, so most um, people think people are, are to blame. With a group of 50 Well, there's a group who are then 50-50 saying, you know, they're, they're half to blame. And then there's a substantial minority, sort of 30 40% who are going to say, actually, yeah, they are to blame. Now, the problem here is this, that we know that one of the reasons now, we know that younger people in particular are worried about getting themselves tested because if they test positive, what other people are going to think of them? And they're worried that when people then undertake the contact tracing process, that they will be identified as the cause of the outbreak, as it were. So the danger here is that by you know some degree of blaming and shaming people who do test positive, that we actually disincentivize people to come forward and get tested. And that is absolutely vital for containing the disease, that at the first sign of symptoms, any symptoms, whether they're the classic COVID symptoms or the secondary flu-like symptoms, that people do get in contact with their GP okay. um, and you know are willing to come forward and get tested. So if we disincentivize that by putting a sort of social penalty in place, there is a real danger there. Okay, so just finally and briefly, if you don't mind, how do you balance that message then that, your yes, your behaviour will reduce your risk, but no, if you catch the disease, it's not your fault and stop blaming people. How do you get that public well, health I, message I, I, out there? I, th- I think you've just done it perfectly. It's, as I said, it's one of those things where two things that initially appear to be contradictory are not. I mean, outcomes have multiple causes. And one of, your co- one of the causes is your own behaviour. But with this disease, an overwhelming cause is just bad luck. I mean, you know, if you happen to be in contact with somebody who has the disease and you don't know that, um, you know, you can reduce your risk by how you behave, but an awful lot of that is just the misfortune that you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. So both of those right. things can be true, and we need to have a degree of tolerance towards others who test positive. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Fascinating research there. That's Professor Pete Lon, Head of Behavioural Research Unit at the ESRI.